Welcome and thank you for joining the Cass County Health Department HealthCast. Our HealthCast is here to bring discussion and awareness to the services that we offer here at the Health Department, as well as ongoing and current issues in women's health. My name is Hillary Kelly, and I am here with Louise Yale and Ali Yokish, and we're all part of the health education team here at the Cass County Health Department. So with that introduction, why don't we just jump right in with our first topic. So on today's HealthCast, we are going to talk about physical activity and exercise, what the difference may be, uh, the importance of what physical activity does for our bodies, uh, some of the recommendations, and how you can incorporate physical activity into our everyday lives. So physical activity and exercise can get pretty detailed if you like it to be, but we're going to try and keep it very simple. Um, There are many various terms, types, intensities, and many paths that you can go down, but For today, we're going to try and keep it as simple as we can and give you the recommendations that everyone can do in their everyday lives. So the big question is, what is physical activity? So according to the World Health Organization, or WHO, physical activity is defined as any bodily movement produced by skeletal muscles that require energy expenditure. This can can include all movements or motions you can do throughout your day, excluding sitting or lying down. So this could be any type of movement that requires you to get up and use energy such as vacuuming, cleaning the house, gardening, uh, walking purposefully, and things of that nature. Physical inactivity is defined as an an insufficient physical activity level to meet physical activity recommendations. So this would be when a person would be doing nothing at all. So sitting or lying on the couch or chair all day, not exerting any type of energy source. So you want to be more physically active than inactive because it can really benefit you in the long run, which we'll talk about here in a bit. All right, so now that we define physical activity, let's define what exercise is. So exercise is a type of physical activity, but not every physical activity is an exercise. So exercise is defined as a subcategory of physical activity that is planned, structured, repetitive, and purposeful in a sense that the improvement or maintenance of one or more components of physical fitness is the objective. So this is more generally referred to as physical activity performed during leisure time with the primary purpose of improving or maintaining physical fitness, physical performance, or health. We're going to be talking more on exercise and physical activity for more health purposes than performance purposes. So based on those definitions, everyone has their own interpretations of what physical activity activity is. Like we said earlier, physical activity is any bodily movement that requires moving the muscles and energy output, but not all physical activity, activity will give you the health benefits that you need, especially if it's small movements or in very short bursts. So if you're just walking around your house from your bed to the couch or to the kitchen, bathroom, etc., and sitting or lying down in between, that is not going to be producing a lot of energy and not increasing your heart rate or putting much resistance on your muscles. So it's not going to benefit your health. So to really give you the health benefits you need to prevent or change various diseases or illnesses that plague many people, it is highly recommended by many World Health Organizations such as WHO, CDC, and the American Heart Association to increase and improve the amount of type of of physical activity that each individual should get. So we're going to go into that, the recommendations here in a bit, but I'd like to first go over what regular physical activity and exercise can do for our bodies and our minds. Alrighty, so regular physical activity is one of the most important things you can do for your health. You can have some immediate results such as improved mental health and mood, giving you a good rush of those good endorphins that gives you better mood and feelings. Regular physical activity is also proven to help prevent 
reduce your chances and to help manage many non-communicable diseases such as preventing cardiovascular disease. This encompasses many heart diseases, uh, can help prevent strokes, type 2 diabetes, and it helps your body manage your blood sugars more regularly and better so that we don't become insulin resistant. It can help prevent certain cancers such as bladder, breast, colon, lung, kidney, and stomach. And it prevents hypertension, which is high blood pressure, and puts less stress on your heart. Physical activity can help in many ways to improve your overall health. Here are some various aspects that can help improve your body. It helps maintain a healthy body weight, which causes less pressure on joints and muscles, along with less body fat that can lead to being overweight or obese. It strengthens your bones and muscles, especially for women. It helps reduce the chances of osteoporosis. It reduces pain and improves functions for those with arthritis or joint pain because you are strengthening the muscle around the joint, increasing your range of motion, and allowing good nutrients to enter those joints. It improves stability and helps prevent falls that can lead to broken bones or greater injuries. It helps to support daily living activities and independence for many people, no matter what age. It improves mental health, mood, and energy levels. It increases the chance of living longer, longevity. And it can increase a better quality of life and well-being by being more independent and having the ability to do everyday activities. So there are so many benefits to being physically active, and it doesn't matter what age you are and if you're starting off brand new. You can benefit so much at any age, and it's never too late to start because you can get so much benefits no matter where you're starting from and no matter what type of physical activity you are doing. There are so many ways to get physically active throughout your day. If it's exercise at your local gym, walking around your neighborhood, swimming in a local pool, or just doing exercise at home, everyone can and should be physically active. So, there are two types of exercise or physical activity that can be performed to help with improving overall health and well-being. There is aerobic exercise and strength exercise. So, first off, aerobic exercise is any type of cardiovascular conditioning or cardio. The term aerobic actually means with oxygen, which entails that breathing controls the amount of oxygen that it can make it to the muscles to help them burn energy and move. This type of exercise focuses on increasing the heart rate to a certain level and sustaining it there to improve your overall cardiovascular system, which contains the heart and the blood vessels. It also incorporates the lungs by using oxygen to increase your energy expenditure. During this type of exercise, you are moving the large muscle groups of the body as well. So this type of exercise is the best way to increase your heart strength and improve your heart rate and breathing while helping you burn calories. We'll give you some good examples of aerobic exercise in here in a bit. Next is strength training exercise. So strength training exercises is when you put muscles under some type of stress or resistance in order to increase their overall strength and muscle mass. So this type of exercise is key to building more strength, improving stability, developing those strong bones, and helping you to lose body fat. So when you do strength training exercise, whether it's with weights, body weight movements, or with a resistance band, you are making small, tiny tears in the muscle fibers, which you don't really feel while you're doing the exercise, especially if you're doing it correctly. But then with good nutrition, those muscle fibers build up and grow more and more with more and more strength training and good protein sources to build muscle mass. So training like this helps to build overall strength and burn fat while you are at rest more than any other type of exercise. Strength Strength training can be done at any age in a safe manner. Of all the exercises that can be done, strength training is something everyone can do and can benefit from greatly. 
So my biggest recommendation from my standpoint is to definitely incorporate some sort of strength training exercise routine into your weekly schedule so you can understand the benefits for yourself. So now, before you start an exercise program, especially if you are completely new to exercise or you have a pre-existing condition such as like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, um, high blood pressure, arthritis, either lung issues, or any other health condition, it would be a really good idea to speak with your doctor to make sure he or she can give you recommend- recommendations of where to start and how to manage those symptoms of your condition while you're, while you're doing your exercise. But most of the time, they're going to give you recommendations of some sort of exercise to help improve those health conditions. But just to be safe, make sure you consult your physician before you start. So once you are cleared for exercise, start off small and work your way up to longer periods of exercise for aerobic and more weights resistance for your strength training. Your body will start to adapt more and more as you continue with your exercise and you will see great benefits both physically and mentally. So here we have some physical activity recommendations from the World Health Organization, American Heart Association, and the CDC. They recommend that at least a minimum of 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity per week, and that's about 30 minutes a day, five days a week, or at least 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity aerobic physical activity or an equivalent combination of moderate and vigorous intensity activity throughout the week. This minimum of 150 minutes should include muscle strengthening activities, at moderate or greater intensity that involve all major muscle groups in the body, and this should be done on two or more days per week to provide additional health benefits. Um, You may increase the moderate intensity aerobic physical activity to more than 300 minutes or do more than 150 minutes of vigorous intensity aerobic physical activity or an equivalent combination of moderate and vigorous intensity activity. Limit the amount of time spent being sedentary. Replacing sedentary time with physical activity or any intensity, including light intensity, provides health benefits. Aim to do more than the recommended levels of moderate and vigorous intensity physical activity. This helps to reduce detrimental effects of high levels of sedentary behavior on your life and your health. So to talk a little bit about exercise in pregnancy and in the postpartum period, um, it, it should in general be perfectly fine to do for anybody who is healthy if you're having a normal pregnancy. Um, in these cases, it's safe to continue or to even start regular physical activity. So exercising does not increase your risk of miscarriage, a low birth weight, or an early delivery. So those are some very common myths associated with being active in pregnancy, but it is still important to discuss exercise with your obstetrician during your prenatal visits. So if your OB gives you the okay to exercise, you can then discuss what activities you can safely do. So regular exercise during pregnancy benefits you and the baby in these key ways. So it can help reduce back pain. It can ease constipation. It may decrease your risk of gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, and cesarean birth. It promotes a healthy weight gain during pregnancy and improves your overall fitness and strengthens your heart and blood vessels and helps to keep that baby weight off after the baby is born. So in pregnancy, women can do 150 minutes of moderate level aerobic workouts every week. So if you're new to exercise, just remember to start slow. Um, If you were very active before pregnancy, you can talk with your doctor to discuss continuing your routine. So typically that's fine. 
but if you do begin to lose weight, you will need to consume more calories. You may also notice that your balance is off, which is perfectly normal. So pregnancy hormones will also cause ligaments that support your joints to loosen up. That does make you more prone to an injury, but changes in breathing can also be noticed and based on the body's needs for oxygen and other areas. So in the postpartum, I think, is when people feel that loosey-goosiness the most. Mm -hmm. So take it slow, give yourself grace, and as you heal and as you get used to your body after baby, exercise will fit right into your daily routine. Another key point is to stay hydrated. So pregnant women need to avoid becoming overheated, especially in the first trimester. So drink plenty of water. Wear loose-fitting clothing and exercise in a temperature-controlled room. Never exercise outside when it is very hot with high humidity. So some of the favorite exercises for pregnancy would be walking. Walking is always great. Um, Yoga. I think yoga is really, really, really good, Mm -hmm. especially modified versions of it where you can really focus on breathing. Mm -hmm. These are skills that will carry into your labor and your delivery. So yoga is great. Um, Also a favorite, swimming. Yeah. It feels so good to feel that weightlessness Mm -hmm. and you're feeling that relief in your joints and in your hips and in your knees. So in swimming, um, it's it's just a good one. If you have the ability to swim. Helps you move a lot better. Yeah. Feels great. So all of those things, though, together, whether you're doing them together, whether you're doing them separately, as much as you can, they help a lot with stress control. So women with the following conditions or pregnancy complications should not exercise during pregnancy. So generally, those are certain types of heart and lung diseases. Um, A woman who has a circlage, um, being pregnant with twins or triplets, so multiples, Mm -hmm. um, with risk factors for preterm labor. So uh, placenta previa, which happens typically after 26 weeks of pregnancy. So in, in that case... Typically, you'll hear the common term bed rest. Right. <laughs> meaning yeah. you just really need to take it easy. Right. Um, preterm labor during a pregnant, anytime you're at a higher risk for that during your pregnancy or you have ruptured membranes, which essentially means that your water has broken. Mm-hmm. Um, preeclampsia or pregnancy related high blood pressure. So they're two separate things. However, they both have mm-hmm. high blood pressure. So you'll want to avoid vigorous exercise during that time. And if you are severely anemic, So a good place to find some information outside of your doctor's office about um, keeping active and moving in pregnancy and postpartum, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has a great website. It's www.health.gov backslash move your way. So they have information about exercise. Um, They have great postpartum workouts that can help decrease the risk of DVT, which stands for deep vein thrombosis. So pregnant women who have just delivered are always at a bit of a risk for that. So staying active really, really helps Mm -hmm. get the blood flowing and, and get some of these risk factors off your plate. So not only can it help you with that risk of DVT, but it can also boost your mood. It sharpens your focus and it helps you feel a lot less tired. So I think a lot of pregnant women go through that period in the postpartum where they're trying to feel human again in one way or another. Exercise is the perfect way to do that. So before you begin to exercise after the baby comes, make sure you talk to your OB 
In in most cases, women who have had a normal vaginal delivery can start to exercise just a couple of days following their delivery if they want to. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have had a cesarean section, it's important to talk to your doctor because typically you're not going to be Yeah, it's a longer period of time for a recovery. So the clearance time in that window is usually eight weeks because it's a massive abdominal surgery. Right. But that doesn't mean that you can't go on short walks Mm -hmm. and that you can't Mm -hmm. um, make attempts to, you know, start to heal after the surgery as well. So the important thing is to listen to your body. So what worked for you before might not work for you now. That goes in pregnancy. That goes in postpartum. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that you switch it up and find new ways to exercise that fit your life and your lifestyle. But, you know, keep going. Um, If it hurts, if it's painful, stop. Yep. Don't push it. Just do what you can when you can. Yep. So we talked a little bit about moderate versus vigorous physical activity. And we're going to kind of give you a little bit of definition or definement here. So moderate intensity activity um, is when you're performing the physical activity to increase your heart rate with the intensity and exercise you can talk but not sing during the activity. So you're kind of doing that talk test. You're able to have kind of a conversation. Um, on a scale relative to an individual's personal capacity, moderate intensity activity is usually on a five or a five to six on a scale of zero to ten. So it's kind of in that middle range. So some good examples, like Hillary mentioned earlier, too, you can walk briskly, um, water aerobics or swimming. Um, you can do bicycling slower than ten miles per hour, prima- primarily on like a flat surface or level terrain. Um, doing tennis, less doubles, you know, some ballroom dancing, just some general gardening, and just some lightweight uh, strength training. So the vigorous intensity exercise or physical activity is going to be a little bit more uh, pronounced there, so a little bit more intense. Um, When performing the physical activity with this intensity of exercise, you will not be able to say more than a few words without pausing for a breath. So you're trying to catch your breath a little bit more, which is is all right. You want to do some vigorous activity at times. Um, On a scale relative to an an individual's personal capacity, vigorous intensity physical activity is usually on a 7 or 8 of a scale of 0 to 10. So it's a little bit more there. So some good examples would be like walking, race walking, where you're doing a little bit more, jogging or running, so you're exerting more. Uh, Actually swimming laps, you're doing more intense there, getting your heart rate up. Doing singles tennis. Some aerobic dancing. um, Bicycling uh, faster than 10 miles an hour, which includes hills. Uh, you can do like jump roping, heavy gardening, like it's, it's like digging holes or hoeing, um, hiking uphill or with a heavy backpack, and then heavy weight training. So like we talked about earlier, muscle strengthening activities can really give you some great benefits. So men and women of all ages can benefit from strength training. Uh, like we talked earlier about physical overall physical activity, strength training can give you so many great benefits, and here are some just to mention. Um, so first off, it helps to increase muscle mass, which decreases our chance of muscle loss as we age, called atrophy. Um, gives you stronger bones, so it increases your bone densities and reduces your risk of fractures and osteoporosis, especially for us women. Um, it helps increase your joint flexibility, so it reduces symptom- symptoms of arthritis and joint pain by increasing that muscle strength around the joint along with increasing blood flow, supplying those joints with the and muscles with those really good nutrients that you need. Helps with weight control, so you actually burn more calories easier and more at rest. Um, helps to lower your body fat, so it stimulates your metabolism so you can have a lower ba- body fat content. 
um, helps to control your blood sugar levels. So it reduces your chances of developing type 2 diabetes by utilizing blood sugar levels through your muscle tissues. And if you already have type 2 diabetes, it helps to lower your blood sugar levels overall. Um, helps to increase your balance. Um, it reduces your chance of falls and injuries, especially when we get older, our balance starts to get off a little bit. Definitely increases your mental health, so it triggers those good endorphins and get, helps you to get in a better mood. It boosts your brain health along with your mental health, so it increases blood through throughout your whole body, but especially to the brain, which helps kind of reduces your chances of strokes and gives you a lot of better uh, mental clarity. It also gives you a longer lifespan. It reduces your non-communicable diseases, and reduces, uh, helps your body to have a better immune system so you're not um, more susceptible to our common viruses and bacteria that we have around here. And it also, also helps to improve your body image, which gives you greater self-confidence levels. So, so here are some various muscle strength exercises that you can incorporate into your physical activity or exercise routine. You have weights, which can just be dumbbells or barbells that you find at your local gym or you can have at home. Um, resistance bands, which are easy to use and easy to get, or you can have tube bands or therapy bands. You can also do a lot of body weight exercises, such as push-ups, squats, sit-ups, or pull-ups. There's lots of variations you can do. Um, you can also do them seated or standing with any types of weights or resistance bands. So those that have to be seated a little bit more, you can do exercises for that. There are lots of forms of yoga that are strength training. And then you can also do heavy gardening where you're digging or shoveling a lot. So to gain health benefits, you need to do muscle strengthening activities to the point where it's hard to do another repetition without help. So a repetition is one complete movement of an activity, like lifting a weight or doing a sit-up. You want to try and do 8 to 12 repetitions per activity, which counts as one set. So try and do at least one set of muscle strengthening activities per major muscle group of the body. So that includes like your legs, your hips your back, your upper back, your lower back, your chest, abdominals, uh, your shoulders, and your arms, which are your biceps and your triceps. Um, to gain more muscle benefits, do two to three sets of that same movement. So here are some good examples. So especially if you're just doing it at home and need some exercises that you can do simply at home or you don't have a gym to go to. You can do squats either with body weight or as a body weight or with weights. You can do lunges, um, push-ups, same thing with your body weight or additional weights. You got chest presses um, that you can do with any kind of resistance band. You got pull-ups, standing back rows. Again, you can do with weights or anything you have at home. Shoulder presses, some shoulder front raises, uh, bicep curls, tricep extensions. Um, again, you can do with any type of weight there that you might have or a resistance band. And then you got like sit-ups and planks for your abdominal region. So just to finish up here, here are some good practice statements that we want to kind of continue with. So doing some physical activity is better than doing nothing at all, okay? So if you can only can get 10 minutes of walking in a day, that's great. It's more than just sitting on the couch or sitting in your chair. Um, if adults are not meeting the recommendations, doing some phys physical activity will benefit your health, okay? So like I said, it doesn't matter if you're doing very vigorous or any just kind of moderate. If you're just doing something more than you were doing before, that's going to benefit. Um, adults should start by doing something small of physical activity, especially if you're newer or have been not been active in a while or if you have some of those health conditions. And you can gradually increase your frequency, intensity, and duration over time. And then, again, your body will adapt so that you can get those health benefits. 
You want to make sure that you are staying hydrated, like we say before, and uh, wear clothing that's comfortable and listen to your body. If you're fatigued or feeling pain, uh, stop your exercise and take a day off for rest or just take an exercise or an active day of rest because your body's telling you that you need to um, take that time, let your muscles recover, let your body recover. Um, So again, listen to your body. Um, Again, you might not be able to do what you were doing 20 years ago or, you know, five years ago. So make sure you listen to your body. And also, if you need a little assistance, um, Hillary mentioned that www.health.gov backslash move your way gives you some great tips. Also, there's lots of local people. We're here at the health department. We can help you as well with an exercise routine, especially myself. And we can, a local gym can also have uh, people there to assist you in, in developing an exercise program. So that's all we have for today. And we hope this HealthCast has been informative and helpful to our listeners. We bring information to you to educate and enlighten the public on the importance of various health concerns and topics that would be beneficial to the improvement of health and well-being for the community. Funding for this podcast was provided in whole or in part by the Illinois Department of Public Health, the Office of Women's Health. The Cass County HealthCast is a project of the Cass County Health Department in Cass County, Illinois, and information given in today's podcast is not the personal opinions or views of those speaking. The information is gathered and distributed for the sole purpose of health education and promotion. If you have any questions or you'd like to suggest a topic, please call the Cass County Health Department at 217-452-3057 and ask for Louise, Hillary, or Allie. Please visit us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit our website at www.cascohealth.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay well. Exorcise.